What is up, you beautiful bastards? It's your boy, Super Stuffy, a.k.a. Rava Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. I think you can tell I am super stuffy, but I hope you and your holidays are amazing and magical. As a new year approaches, goals and organizations are critical, so we are releasing the most popular episode from last year all about goals. It's about organizing, prioritizing, and making sure that you, yes, you up in your earlobes, making sure that you get what you really want. A few key things before we jump in. Number one, we are doing clean January as always. There is no drinking, no smoking, and it's a great way to just really set your year off right. You can join me and a bunch of others at okdork.com slash group. That's okdork.com slash group. Bring your friends. We're going to have a bunch of fun in there. Number two, next week I'll share my template for goal setting that you can use, and we're going to be releasing super special our 31 for 31. That is my favorite 31 products. Every single day I'm going to give one away for free. There, It's insane. Mitchell and our team helped put this together. Get on the newsletter to make sure that you can get one of these items. That's okdork.com slash weekly. So make sure you're on the newsletter, okdork.com slash weekly to get those two things. Number three, there's a lot of talk about goals versus processes versus systems. I don't care. You don't care. Bigger point for this episode and just in general is spend time to think about what you really want and let's make sure we can make it happen. Number four, if you want the details of this episode, check it out, okdork.com slash goals. I was actually surprised whoever put that together on our team did a really great job. I hope you guys had an amazing end of the year. Finish it really strong. Thank you for being on this journey with me. And I look forward to what we are all going to do next year and beyond. I love you. Bye. In today's episode, I wanted to share a timeless strategy for how I plan my upcoming years for my personal and professional life. No, I'm not saying that I'm the greatest Jewish person ever, or I know exactly how to plan upcoming years, but I'm just going to share the exact strategies and frameworks that I use that I think will really help you too. So in this episode, you're going to learn three big things. Number one, how to plan your personal yearly goals. Number two, how to plan your company or business yearly goals. And number three, I'm going to share what my upcoming goals are for the next year if you're curious. You're going to learn those three things and a bunch more. Enjoy. Quick plug. By the way, if you hate paying full price for software, go sign up for AppSumo.com. I started the business eight years ago because I wanted the best software for an insane price. It features the best tools for any small online business. Check it out at appsumo.com. All right, I'm adding these quick plugs of products or services that I love at the beginning and the end of the show. This is an experiment I'm doing for this year, and it also helps give us money to cover costs for editing, promotion, and just making better episodes. Next thing, shout out section. I'd like to give a special shout out to listener Steve Cam of nerdfitness.com. He texted me, loved this episode. I don't know Tynan, but I feel like I do now. It was so cool to get that text from Steve, and I want to recognize other listeners just like yourself and what other amazing things that you are doing. So tweet me that you listen to the show and include your name and URL, and I'll pick one person to mention in my next episode. All right, let's get it on. So before we begin, I've got a few housekeeping things to do. I want you to delete every one of the emails, tasks, and calendars that you have for your upcoming year. Start fresh. It feels so damn good, so fresh and so clean. This is something I've done for the first time this year, and I loved it. I got rid of everything in my inbox, all the tasks that have been outstanding, and everything that's on my calendar. One of my literally favorite quotes of all times is a Steve Jobs one, which is, getting fired from Apple was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. The heaviness of being successful was replaced by the lightness of being a beginner again. It freed me to enter one of the most creative periods of my life. And so I'm not going to say just by you wearing a black turtleneck, you'll be Steve Jobs, or deleting everything, you'll be Steve Jobs. But from me doing this, I noticed that 
it helped me rethink what is really important. And it gave me a lightness of what's most important in my calendar instead of I've always just done these meetings. And same with your emails. So start clean for the year. Secondly, clean January. I do this every single year where I go sober, no drinking, no hallucinogens, nothing to change my mind. In January, I want you to join me with clean January. Go to okdork.com slash clean, and that'll redirect you to our Facebook group. And you can join us and we support each other. It'll be fun. It'll be challenging. It'll set your year off right. That's the way I, I like to look at it. And one more thing before I go into the goals this year. Here are five main things I learned this year that I believe will help you. Number one, we all actually know what we really want. You, I'm talking to you. Well, I guess you're listening to me, but you know exactly what you want. And my friend Eric's quote, which I like about this is, hard choices, easy life. You know what you want. I know what I wanted. So don't distract yourself or avoid it. That's definitely something I learned this year. We all know what we want. Number two, I think we all need to be afraid and we need to test ourselves to build our strength and self-confidence. That's what ayahuasca was for me. It was about overcoming something that was a challenge that I didn't believe I could do. And everything in there, I actually already knew the answer to. So is there some type of thing that you can build yourself confidence in or challenge yourself and overcome it? Number three thing I learned this year, be excited about the things you are going to do. All right. So this podcast, I think you know from one of the previous episodes, I said, oh, I'm going to do YouTube because I have more vanity there and it's easier to grow and blah, blah, blah. So I did YouTube a little bit and I was like, you know what? Fuck YouTube. I love podcasts. I love doing this. I could do it in my underwear at home. I guess I could do that on YouTube too. But I just found this so much more fulfilling and I don't really like making videos. So I'm excited to do these episodes. I'm excited to share with you this year. Think about what you're excited about and spend more time doing that. Number four, change your environment if you don't like it. If you feel stale, change your environment. If you don't like where you're living, change your environment. And so this year, I tried living in Los Angeles for some of the year, just off and on. And it really got me stimulated. I got to meet new people. I got to experience new things. Change your environment if you don't like how things are going. And number five thing I learned this year, consistency pays off. This show, listeners, just like you, dropped 40%. So that means 40% of your body is gone. No, I'm just kidding. 40% of people left, which is crazy because I stopped being consistent with putting out episodes on a regular basis. So this year, I plan to put out episodes at least twice a month, if not more often. But the point I want to make is consistency pays off. So be consistent. On to the goals for this year. All right, here's exactly how I plan for what personal goals to do. First off, I write a fantasy story. And no, I'm not talking about Fifty Shades of Grey, you perverts. I write a fantasy story, and this is what I encourage you to do, of my dream life for the upcoming year, how it all looks, how it all feels, and make the story the most insane story of your life that it could be. So maybe you graduated something. Maybe you got a boyfriend or girlfriend or both. Maybe you did certain things at work. Maybe you traveled to a certain place. Possibly you got a new skill. This will give you the exact recipe of the things that you're excited and you want to do in your upcoming year. So here's like a snippet of what I wrote for mine. At the end of the new year, my new house, which I'm calling La La Land, is nearly complete. I'm really proud of all the podcast content I put out as well this year. I got to meet insane amount of great guests. The show was possibly a group, but I had a really fun time doing it. The sumo charity rides that we've been doing were amazing. I can't believe we did four of them all across America. So that was just a brief snippet of some of my story. Obviously, it's, it's abbreviated for you. So I want you to write out your fantasy story. That's part one. So now that you've written your fantasy story, all you have to do is organize them into certain categories. You're like, man, if I could do all this stuff next year, it would be amazing. So the first thing I do is word of the year. And I really like having a word of the year because it's kind of a stupid, but it's a mantra thing that's been really helping me. So the word of the year for me this year is power. And it's not that Noah is the most powerful or that I've been watching the show Power. But it's that I can take power and make decisions and solve things. And that to me is why I've chosen power. But choose whatever word 
you want to think about every day, every week, every month this year. The next up is four categories. And so the four categories to me that I recommend for you are work, workout, personal, and places to visit. Let me say that again. It's work, workout, personal, and places to visit. So in work, I generally wouldn't recommend you putting more than three to five of these per category. So work, is it, do you have a revenue goal? Do you want to do something at your current job? Do you want to start a side hustle? Then the thing that I really highly recommend is don't be vague. Don't say, I want to work more. Say, I want to work and have this much income. I want my email list to be at this size. I want my podcast to be put out once a week. Have something that's very objective. That's a huge mistake I I made this year that I'll talk about in a little bit. So in your work, have three to five specific things. In workout, I would say have something that is a challenge that you're excited about. And a lot of people say, well, I just want to keep working out. So good, make that your goal. My goal next year, part of one of them, and I'll share it more at the end, is just go to the gym three times a week. Another one is like, what's a challenge that would push you? So one for me is a certain amount of biking miles. And another one for me is I want to do a boxing match, like a physical, real boxing match where I probably get my ass kicked. So those are my workout. The third category is personal. What are things in your personal life you really want to accomplish? Do you want to get engaged? Do you want to build something? Are you trying to learn a skill? Those are things you're going to go in your personal. And your last category is going to be places to visit. What are must places to visit? So for me, one of the ones in 2018 is I want to go to Lambeau Field and watch the Packers win, which I did. And it was great. What do you want to go next year? So now that you have your word of the year and your sections all completed, put this everywhere. So print it out on your fridge, put it in your bathroom mirror, put it on a sticky on your phone, put it a sticky on your computer. And this is, I would actually say almost as important, have an accountability buddy and email it to them. Say, here is what I'm doing this year. And every month I want you to check on me. So find someone who will hold you accountable. Now, what this list does, what's so critical about having this list is this is reminding you what you should say no to. You know, one of my favorite books this year, and I recommended it in my last email, which was Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. It's one of my favorite books this year, if not for the decade. And the book is really simple. It says, create a plan and don't drift. The people who are successful or getting what they want in life don't drift from what they want. So be strict in saying no to anything that is not on this plan. What I want you to do right now is leave a comment at okdork.com slash 68 with one goal you want to accomplish this year. I'd love to see what you're doing this year. So leave a comment at okdork.com slash 68. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to personally tell my virtual assistant <laughs> to check back in six months with you to see how you're doing. Booyah. So if you're listening to this in 2020, well, shit, hopefully I'm still doing it then for you too. But leave one comment with what goal you want to accomplish this year. And in six months, I'll contact you and be like, yo, yo, dog, how's your goal going? Now, a few other housekeeping things on planning your personal goals. Number one, at the six-month mark, it's review if your goals are still the right goals. So this is something I had a huge mistake with this year, and shit was broken. One of my goals this year was have more fun at work. Obviously, that's very vague. How do I know if I'm accomplishing that? So that was a huge mistake, and I had to revise my goals to say, put out a product that I really liked, which we did, and I'll talk about that later. Be specific with your goals. Number two, this is something I've started in the past two months. Create a morning habit checklist. And I found that that's been a great way for me to build a great routine in the morning. So I'm using an app called Strides. It'll be in the show notes. I use Strides, but I think there's also coach.me and other ones. And in Strides, I basically, what are the things I want to have done every morning that are part of all of this and build a habit for success? So mine are drink water, take collagen pills, learn something, and then read my goals for the year. I do have two other ones, Hebrew and Walking 5K. But one of the key ones is, read my goals for the year every single morning. And I get a 
notification that's like, go check your goals. So number two, set up the Strides app or use Coach.me or whatever it is where every morning you're reviewing your goals. And number three, create an Evernote file or a text pad or a notes file on your phone. And everything that you're thinking of or someone comes to you and says, hey, there's an opportunity or hey, here's something you want, we should do or you're thinking of it, put it in this folder, which is the next year's name. So right now it would be 2020 or it could be 2021, whatever year is the plus one. And that is everything you're not doing this year, but you're doing at the following year. And at the end of the year, you can take that file and use that as part of creating your dream story or your fantasy story. So make sure right now, create whatever year it is, add one, and that's your file. And that's everything you're thinking about doing for the following year. All right. So I'm going to share my goals at the end of the show. More importantly, I want to hear your goals. All right. So that was all the personal stuff. Woo. All right. Now we're going to talk about how to plan your business goals for the year. This is similar, but a bit more in depth. Depth. That's a fun word to say. It is a five-step process. The five-step process, and I'll just tell you, is number one, write up a company year in review. Number two, do an 80-20 analysis of your company. Number three, pick one numeric goal. Number four, make a simple spreadsheet. And number five, do a GMO for the upcoming quarter or 12-week cycle. That's it. Just do those five things and you'll accomplish whatever you want in your business. I assume most of you know, but if you don't, I work with amazing people creating a few products. One is sumo.com, which is the most affordable email marketing tool online for small businesses. So check it out, sumo.com. And number two is appsumo.com, which is the number one deal site for software online. Our only point of our company is to promote great companies or give them the tools to do it themselves. And so I've evolved how we do our company planning. And frankly, I'm still figuring it out. I don't know the right answer. And I'm sure next year and the years in the future, it will change. We have built our company to an eight-figure business. Just to give you context, like, okay, we figured some things out. And a lot of that is just trial and error over the past eight years. So let's dive a little bit more deeper into each of the five steps that I talked about. Number one, write up a company year in review. So if you think about some of the most iconic business leaders, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffet, they do shareholder letters. Do you guys like that joke? They, every year they do shareholder letters. And you should do the same in your company. It is what it happened all year. And, and you can either look on your emails, you can look at your photos, you can look at your bank account, whatever it takes, go write out all the whole year. And this is a chance for you to kind of start understanding what did we do really great this year that we can continue? And what did we do poorly this year that maybe we need to fix for the upcoming year? One thing I would highly recommend you do with this is share it with your team. I think the more honest and open you are with the team, the more honest and open they're going to be about the problems faced in your business. So this company year in review really will help you understand what went well, we can continue, what didn't go well that we're going to end. So end or fix. Number two, you got to do an 80-20 analysis of your company with three questions. I actually wrote out 20 questions and then I said, okay, well, let's do 80-20 of the 20 questions. (laughs) My friend David on the team was like, yo, just what are the most important? So number one, where does 80% of your revenue come from right now? Where does it come from? And why is that question so critical? So what is working that you could do way more of? Because every single business owner I've ever talked to thinks they've done all they can of the revenue that's being generated in that one way, but it's never the case. So what's already working in that 80% that you could do a lot more of? Could you send more emails, which you shouldn't have to? Can you do more ads? Could you hire more salespeople? Could you hire more engineers? Could you do more contests? Could you do more in-person pop-ups? Can you do more wholesale? Whatever it is. What is working in that 80% you could do more of? And the second part of that question is, What's in the 20% that you can remove? What is in that 20% you can remove? Like in our business, we have new software we're creating that we're actually going to remove this year because it's less focused on the 80%. Where does 80% of your revenue come from right now? Number two, 
How could a competitor fuck you over? <laughs> he said a potty word. So yes, how could a competitor fuck you over? I like this question or another alternative is, if you were to start your business today, what would you do? And I don't think that means you have to go always be in fear of competitors. I definitely don't spend too much time thinking about competition. But I think you need to think about, and it's a Zuckerberg quote that I love, if you don't cannibalize yourself, someone else will. So how could a competitor compete with you? And I think what this does is this kind of gives you some thoughts about what you need to be doing long-term to protect your business for the long-term. So think about what could a competitor do? Pricing? Is there a product feature? Is there a strategy? Is there something that they could do specifically against you that would take you out? And that gives you something to think about of what you want to do in the upcoming year. And number three, what is your moat or moat if you are French and repeatable business model? So what is your moat? And that's a Buffett thing that he's brought up, Buffet. In terms of your moat, what is defensible? Meaning that what is unique? What is your undeniably differentiated unique advantage? Wow, that was a lot of cool words stringed together. Again, what is your undeniable advantage? And so if you have something that's undeniable and you can repeat it, you have something successful. That is a fact. So think about for yourself, what is defensible in your business? So I was thinking about this yesterday. I was walking the street and I saw a moving company. It was called Child's Moving. And I thought, okay, one, that's a pedophile moving company, which is really strange. <laughs> and I was like, man, if I had to have a moving company, how would I kick everyone else's ass? And I was like, oh, I would just pick something undeniable. I would say, we are on time moving, because I feel like that's the biggest problem with moving. They're ever, here's your window of 18 hours that will show up and deliver it. So what if it's like on time, our delivery's free? That's a pretty undeniable advantage. And how is it repeatable? You figure out through Yelp or through Google Ads or through Google Search or through referrals or through maybe apartment complex, what the repeatable model is with that business. So what is your moat and what is a repeatable business model? All right, number three, pick a clear numerical goal for the upcoming year. This is just how it is. I've gone through a lot of different businesses. I've worked at Facebook. I've worked at Mint. The successful businesses have clear objective targets. If I told you to drive and meet me somewhere, would you ask for the destination and then look up a map? Yes. So why don't you do that in your business? I don't know. I don't know, Scooby. So <laughs> the more clear you are with your numerical goal for the upcoming year and you're very concrete about it, the more likely you are to get it. And then as your business becomes more consistent, then start thinking about a five-year or 10-year goal. And not a lot of people are like, Amazon's in 10 years. Yes, Amazon's been around 20 plus years and they're very consistent so they can think a lot longer. You're not, probably, unless Bezos is listening. What up, dog? All right, so your goal is singular. That means there's only one target. Your goal is a number or objective, black and white, one or zero, yes or no. You should pick a goal that reflects the success of your customer and is consistent with what you're doing and really excites you. So let me just repeat that because I think that's very important in picking your goal. You should be excited about it. If you're like, yeah, if we did that, it'd be okay. That's not exciting. Two, it should be consistent. If you're doing something that's a goal and it's moving in a direction, probably try to stay with that. A lot of times I've made a mistake where I'm like, yeah, let's grow our email list as our goal. And then next year I'm like, let's choose active customers as our goal. And the next year let's choose revenue. It's not bad, but make sure it's consistent in the growth of the company. And number three, I do believe your goal, it should reflect your customer success. If we hit this goal and our customers should also be successful by us hitting that goal. So let me just share our exact company goals for the year. So with Sumo.com, our only goal is by the end of Q2 to have AppSumo, our sister company, using Sumo.com as their email marketing software. Now, this is a clear binary goal within a specific window. And yes, your goal could be, if you're small and starting out, your goal could be monthly. 
It could be quarterly, it could be yearly, whatever it is, but pick a goal, an outcome, and a specific time frame. Number two is AppSumo.com. AppSumo.com is going to hit a revenue target by the end of 2019. That's just self-explanatory. So it's pretty simple, and now you're done. You're done. Just do this, and you're done. You don't have to do shit all year. Nah, I'm just kidding. Now, there's two more key pieces, in my opinion. Number one, I do think you have to model out how to make sure you can accomplish this goal. And when I've told people this, modeling, I think it's really intimidating, and you're like, oh, I got to get a PhD in Excel. But it's really, really simple. Let's say your goal is to make $100,000 in revenue. You literally just got to take a spreadsheet on Excel or Google Docs or even on pen and paper. If I want to make $100,000 at the end of the year, each month I need to make a certain amount of dollars to add up to the 100. So it's $8,300 a month. And now every month you just say, all right, is it realistic that I can hit the goal? That's what you're trying to do with your modeling out. So number one, is it realistic? Do I think every month I can do 8,300? Number two in that model is what are the numbers that affect the 8,300? It's probably number of customers, how much they're paying, how many people are signing up. I try to keep my spreadsheets very stupid because they're much more easier to see what things are breaking or what things I can control. So literally your spreadsheet is to help you make sure you're on track once a month is it realistic to hit? And two, am I on track to hit my goal? So with Sumo.com, one of our goals was to get a billion people using Sumo by the end of the year. And so what we did is every month we had how many visitors were visiting Sumo, how many sites we needed to be on, and that's what we targeted. All right, we need to get on more sites this month. And at the end of the year, it was December 23rd, we hit our goal. Just as a caveat, if you hit your goal in July, you planned the wrong goal. If you hit it around November, December, you did the right planning, in my opinion. Generally, it should kind of come down to a little of the wire. Because it shows that you're like, all right, we actually forecasted it accurately. All right, here's number five. So you've kind of picked a goal, you modeled it out. How do I make sure the goal happens? So we've implemented this thing called a GMO, which is goal metrics outcome. And you could do it on a one month time frame. That's what we're doing for sumo.com. Or with AppSumo, we're doing it on a six or 12 week time frame. It depends on, on what they finalize that on. But let's just keep it simple with quarterly, which is 12 weeks. So GMO is goal metric outcome. So you have your goal for the year. Now you got to break it down into small chunks. So in Q1, what is a goal that will help me accomplish towards my big goal? And so your goal could be, let's say you want to have 5,000 customers at the end of the year. Our goal for Q1 is I want to have 1,300 customers at the end of Q1. All right. So then your M is your metrics. What are the key indicators that you will need to make sure that this is on track? So if it's customers, you probably need number of signups a day, number of emails we're sending, number of ad dollars we're spending. So preferably, you're trying to choose metrics that you can control proactively versus passive stuff like page views. Like get more page views. It's not very controllable. The next thing, outcomes. What are concrete outcomes you want accomplished in this time period? So think about it really simple. Like what do you want to get done? Like that's really it. What are the things that are going to get done that we can make sure will help us grow our business? And the way I like to recommend doing your outcomes is have 80-20 on this. Four of them or three of them are short-term things I want to get done. One is a long-term experimental one. So that kind of comes back to how someone could fuck you over. That's possibly longer term because we're, we're thinking in the near term. So have one thing that is a long term. And I always like thinking of it four days a week, do the main stuff. One day a week, do the experiment stuff. So it could be anything from add this new feature, try out this new experiment, whatever it is. I really think you should have at least one experiment and four concrete outcomes that you do. One thing that I would highly recommend, especially if you're starting out and putting some structure into your business, is have less things here and make sure you hit all of your targets on time. I think it's very bad precedent and very poor discipline when it's like, oh yeah, we missed this one. You should never miss shit. 
if you miss shit, it means you set it up incorrectly. And I'm not trying to be super strict or like, oh, I'm, you know, military style, but no. Practice following through and accomplishing it. And then if you feel more confident, add more stuff. But I would highly recommend you just doing a lot less stuff. So that's how we do it. And with our personal or with my business, we review it every week. So every week in our business, we review the targets, see if we're on track, and then make sure, if, all right, if we're off track, what can we fix? If we're on track, let's just keep doing what we're doing. That's it for the year. I think we make it way more complicated. I either think that most people or what I've observed from talking to people, either I don't think they have a real structure plan on figuring it out, or they just kind of wing it. And I think you can wing getting to the destination. Like you could probably wing getting to death. <laughs> no, that's a bad analogy. I think it's just like, if you wanted to go somewhere, you wouldn't just drive and hope you ended up there. You'd pick your destination map it out. And then guess what? As you're driving, things change. And if you had a Tesla, it would figure it out for you. Or if you have a Honda, you probably have to figure it out yourself. But my point being is pick your destination, map it out, get driving. And then as you're driving, you're going to have to course correct. I want you to kick so much fucking ass next year. It's unbelievable. And I love you. So because you care so much, section three now, I'm going to share here are my 2019 goals. So in work, I want to create one piece of content once a week. That could be a podcast, email, or blog post. Number two is Sumo. I want Sumo.com to be used by AppSumo and they love it. Not just that they have to use it. I want them to want to use it and love it. Number three, AppSumo hits a revenue target. Number four, we have a Sumo new product that generates 1 million in sales, total GMV. Is that GMV? But total sales. I would like to either create a new Sumo house. Number four, I'd like to either open up a Sumo house so that you guys can live there or get a new office. So it's one or the other, maybe both. And those are my things for work. For workouts, I want to do one legit sparring boxing match. Number two, I want to bike 3,000 miles, which is across America. It's the distance across America. And I want to work out three times a week. I don't care what I do as long as I work out three times a week. So those are my workout. In personal, I want to do a bro trip with my buddy Adam Gilbert and my brother Seth. I like to learn how to make an EDM song. Boom, boom, ch, boom, boom. Ch. You know, obviously, I have no skills. But I want to learn how to make a beat so I can rap to it. I want to do four sumo charity rides. And I want to begin building the Austin La La Land house. In visit, I want to go to Saigon in Vietnam. I want to go to Lisbon and Porto in Portugal. And I'd like to visit the Grand Canyon because I've never been. What do you want to do this year? I'd love for you to tell me your goal. I will do my best to help make sure you accomplish any of your goals possible. I want you to live a fucking epic life. Leave me a comment at okdork.com slash 68. Yes, I know. I owe you one. Okdork.com slash 68. Leave your goal and I'll check back with you in six months to make sure you're accomplishing your goals. And that is exactly how I structure my personal and professional goals. That's a wrap. I hoped you liked the episode. First, if you like this episode, text a friend you love them. Yo, dog, let's do big shit together this year. Not take a big shit this year. Let's do big shit together this year. Wee! Next, let me know what you thought of this episode. This is one of those solo ones. It's a lot harder to do. It takes me a lot of time to structure it. I love your feedback on it. Tell me at at Noah Kagan, N-O-A-H-K-A-G-A-N. And a special thanks to Jason Sanderson at podcasttech.com. That's podcasttech.com for producing and engineering the show. David Kelly for being the glue. Neville Medor for feedback about this episode and always insulting me when I need it most. And the rest of our dork and sumo team for everything y'all do. One more quick plug, appsumo.com. It is called The Groupon for Geeks. If you listen to podcasts, there's an 83% chance you'll love AppSumo. Check it out, appsumo.com. Have a tasteful day. What did you do for New Year's Eve?